you ever wondered how to take your toddler canoeing? Do you want to get your kids biking trails with you? Maybe you're looking for a community of like-minded parents who want to make the most of family outside time. Well, this is the spot for you. Welcome to Outdoorsy Families, a podcast dedicated to getting your family on its next big adventure and stories of other families doing the same thing. I'm Audrey Withicum, the host of Outdoorsy Families. Each week on the podcast, we'll cover the joyful, funny, messy, and sometimes challenging aspects of getting outside with kids. I believe any family can be an outdoorsy family, and I'm here to help make that happen. If this sounds like what your family is looking for, then follow along on this big adventure with me. Hi, and welcome to Outdoorsy Families. This is episode number 15 of the podcast. Today I'm talking with Rachel Sanchez about risky play. Rachel and her family love to explore the red rocks of southern Utah. They access beautiful and remote locations through their van conversion. While exploring all the beauty Utah has to offer, they also allow their daughters to explore what their bodies are capable of. From climbing rocks to swimming in hot springs, the Sanchez kids have the opportunity to take risks and learn from their experiences. Rachel and her husband Mike keep close proximity to their young children as they explore. I love talking with Rachel on this topic because it's something I try to practice in my daily outdoor play with my own young children. I hope you learn something new about risky play and that you'll feel open to let your own children challenge themselves in new ways outside. Before we begin the episode, if you are enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and review. This helps the podcast get discovered by others. Also, share this episode with your friends if you enjoy our conversation on Risky Play. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you were able to come on today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so just to get started, can you share just a little bit about your family, where you're from, and what you like to do? Absolutely. So we're the Sanchez family. Um, It's me and my husband, Mike, and we currently have three daughters, uh, Lily, Mila, and Remy, and we have a little baby boy on the way. And we just love hiking and exploring uh, mostly Utah, but uh, we love going anywhere and just uh, being outside. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys really like to explore um, via van life with your weekend warrior travels out of the van. What are some of your favorite family (laughs) memories from van life? Oh man, there are so many. I can honestly say getting the van was the best decision we made, um, as a family and making memories because it has brought all the things we love just right to our fingertips. And we've had some incredible experiences from, sleeping next to natural hot springs to waking up to to bull moose outside our doors. Like I think that's one of my favorite memories um, from the from our travels just because of what an incredible experience that was. Um, But as far as like our favorite destinations, we find ourselves going back to southern Utah and the Red Rocks a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, just because the terrain is otherworldly really down is, there, yeah. and 
so many places to explore and and let the kids run free. We kind of like that it's not the typical uh, trails that we get in northern Utah where they follow a path. It's kind of a free-for-all area. And so um, our hearts are definitely in southern Utah a lot. It is so fun to go down there and explore the Red Rock area. That's something I really miss, too, about not living in Utah anymore is getting to go down and explore the desert, especially in the spring and fall when it's not too hot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We made the mistake of going in the summer this year, but we'll we'll stick to fall through spring from here on out. So how long have you had the van? Oh, we we actually got the van perfect timing was shortly before the world shut down with uh, the pandemic (laughs) and um, it just worked out perfectly that everything went remote from jobs to school and so we just hopped in and throughout most of 2020 we just traveled and uh, so it's been it's been the best thing for us yeah that's really cool that you got to you know, go through that crazy year just by checking out some of your favorite spots and enjoying them. I know one of them that you've yeah. gone to a lot is Meadow Hot Springs in in Utah. And yes. I just love that spot too. Oh, Every it. time I see your pictures, it's like it. pulls on my heartstrings like, oh, I miss going there. <laughs> it, it's just magical. And I had somebody message once and say, you know, are you there every few weeks? I'm like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We love it. So we do, we do go there a lot. Yeah. So really what we're talking about today is risky play. And you all do such a great job of encouraging risky play. Can you describe to people what risky play is if someone's not used to that term? Yeah. So risky play is um, when a child is getting to play in a way that they're experimenting. They're experimenting with their bodies and their abilities and their environment. And particularly it's when a kid, the child may not know the outcome. Um, Like walking across the log, is that log unsteady, steady? And they don't know and they get to go and test their abilities and... Uh, see exactly what they're capable of. Yeah, that's awesome. So they get to experiment with what their body can do. Sorry, my dog's coming in. (laughs) She likes to join in sometimes. So they get to experiment with what their body's capable of doing and kind of test those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And definitely pushing boundaries and trying things that they have never done. That's what we we like the most is to see them do new things, things that they're not familiar yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, today I, we have like this big rock pile at camp that campers are always crawling all, all over. And my daughter is 20 months old. I turned around and she'd climbed oh. up to the top of it. And I was like, Whoa, all right. Wow. <laughs> you can do that. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I came over close to her and she just leapt her body right at me without warning. I was like, Whoa, all right. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Right she's like, she knows you're gonna be yeah, there. Yeah, she is really at that point right now where she's liking to test what her body can do, and especially when it comes to climbing things and you know experimenting with how high she can go. So 
such a fun it age. I, I love the, I love the risky play with toddlers because yeah. they are so curious about, can I do it? And are willing to try mm-hmm. and don't have a lot of the ingrained hesitation yeah. that older kids get from, well, from us really. Yeah. And, other adults saying, be careful, be careful. Yeah. watch what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. so can you share a story of when risky play went really well with your daughters? You know, I feel like risky play is like one success after another, that it's almost the encompassing every time we're on a hike or we're on a new adventure, we see our kids do things that we're like, hey, I didn't know you could yeah. do that. And um, I think that's been the overall success. My two-year-old has been doing risky play since she could walk. And we have gotten better the more kids we have in, like, in letting them engage. It was something we were more nervous about as new parents. And, um, And so I think the biggest success is what an incredible hiker our two-year-old is. I mean, she takes on terrain without hesitation that um, would have stumbled our older kids just because of uh, how much exposure to it they have. But she climbs and um, hikes a good two miles without being carried. She just is good at what she does because she's been able to do it for so long. That's awesome that she's hiking two miles on her own too. That's really impressive. It's very nice for you. Yeah, I I bet especially being pregnant, you know, it's like you're already carrying one baby. (laughs) Yes. Yes. My five-year-old on the other hand, always asks, can you carry me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Two strong legs. So have you ever had a time where you've seen risky play go wrong or you know, you've had a situation where kids have gotten hurt. We've definitely had uh, times that I guess you could say go wrong, but at the same time, risky play is all about, you know, testing those abilities and seeing what they're capable of. Yeah. So even with the falls, we, we kind of see it as a win that, you know, okay, now what are we going to do different this time? Yeah. But we've had, I mean, we've had our oldest daughter walking cr- across logs and, fall in the creek and um and so with it we always keep in mind that dirt's gonna happen water's gonna happen like those have to be accepted side effects to the parents because those kind of things are inevitable when you're letting them experiment and we don't even uh keep it to just like play on land we also see it as them getting to experiment wading in a river and swimming in the ocean and holding wildlife. Um, My oldest daughter has been bitten by a snake and that's, you know, she knows when encountering wildlife, if they have a mouth, they can bite. And it's part of uh, what she is taught in uh, when we let her go out and play, you know? And so they understand those risks and they're learning those risks and benefits. Um, so yeah, I mean, it has gone wrong when she's been bit, but she also has a respect and an understanding for, yeah, she learned uh, a good lesson that creatures snakes yes. can bite. <laughs> and she, yes. And she still chooses to hold the water snakes every time. Yeah. 
Um, but she does so with the respect and the knowledge that, you know, she's taking on a risk and that's what we want is for her to know. Yeah. Uh, just exactly what she's taking on. So. So how do you set age appropriate boundaries around your daughter's playtime? So this is a one that actually had me thinking a lot. And uh, I think for us, we do all of our family activities together. So um, are all of our hikes two-year-old appropriate? Probably not. Um, but the biggest thing with risky play, in my opinion, is that it doesn't mean letting your children run rogue and, um, you know, have no boundaries with them whatsoever. It actually involves uh, the parents a lot and it being very actively present parents to do risky play. And so our biggest thing is being there for our kids so that we are available if they need us. So we resist that urge to step in and help. Um, sometimes it's hard to see um, my two-year-old. There's been times she's climbing and she's trying for a step so hard that her little leg is shaking. And the mama bear in me wants to be like, here, you know, let me just lift you up yeah. that yeah. ledge. Um, but staying out of it and letting her do it but being right there in case something were to happen is the only really boundaries that we set is that as they're learning these things, we're present, we're there, and we're not bringing fear into the equation. Mm -hmm. We don't say, oh, be careful. We say, oh, that is a tricky step. Where do you think you're going to put your foot? Yeah. And talking them through these situations. And then as they get older as they accomplish new things and we see that oh she managed that climb great you know then we kind of step back and give them a little more space um but always being present yeah. and that's the only boundary difference um our eight-year-old's going to be doing the same climb but she's not going to have my hand 10 inches from her as she does it, Definitely. where the two-year-old does. Yeah. So um, when I was in college, I worked at a camp and, you know, we still live in a camp, but the camp I worked at, I was the adventure specialist was my job title. And Ooh, I know, fun. isn't that a great job title? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and we did a lot of challenge course activities, which is like the um, different almost like ropes course type things, but some are low elements, some are high elements. And as a facilitator, you would always be saying spotters ready. And we would have our hands up ready to catch someone if you fall, but obviously not stepping in. And it's a lot of the same principles yeah. as being a challenge course facilitator. Exactly. Exactly. You want to be there and present so that they, and that, increases the trust and the confidence in their kids, in the kids, you know, it's almost like they know, yeah, I can try for two more steps here because I know dad's right behind yeah. me because I know mom's not far yeah. and things like that. Definitely. So what are some of your daughter's favorite ways to have unstructured playtime? My oldest is a total fish. I mean, if there is a lake, a river, the ocean, it doesn't matter. That girl is diving and 
she's a better swimmer than me. So thank goodness for that. She's, she's like, when we're in the ocean, I, I feel more panicky and she's just like diving under the waves and is completely fine. Um, and then together with her sisters, they love to just create things. They, when we're out, um, on our trips, they always come up with like dolls and full doll houses that they come that they create just out of sticks and rocks. And um, I'm always really impressed with their imaginations. Yeah, my son. And then my two year old has been constructing oh, a beaver dam and a beaver lodge on the beach at a nice at waterfront right now, and it's getting pretty elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how their minds work. I know, and it's, yeah. uh, so creative. And um, and then my two-year-old, it's the climbing. I mean, that kid, if there is anything to climb on, she will be at the top <laughs> of it before. That's awesome. So definitely have to keep an eye on her. Yeah. So what benefits have you seen from your daughter's risky play? Oh, man, so many. Um I think first of all, their their confidence um, in trying new things, and that extends beyond their risky play and into um, just home life and things. They they have more confidence to to try things that are out of their comfort zone, and then um, the skills they're gaining um, out on the mountains and stuff is incredible to see. I love to see their problem solving skills and their risk management. Like there's times that my daughter, uh, she has to carry a stuffy on our hikes. Most of the time she's uh, hiking with a little wolf or she finds a bug and won't put it down for the entire hike. And so watching her um, assess situations and risks and seeing her make adjustments, like I'm going to, I'm going to switch hands with that bug or, I'm going to toss the stuffed wolf down the rocks and then I'm going to climb down after it and seeing her being able to look at a situation and be like, okay, how do I need to change what I'm doing to accomplish this? How can I make this happen for me? And those kind of things, um, like I said, also extend beyond uh, playing outdoors and I see them make you know, those decision-making skills and those things just in life. And that's one of the greatest things we see is how it benefits them on many levels far outside of uh, the outdoors. That's awesome. I like seeing that too with them, their confidence build with my kids as they are outside and seeing that transfer into inside as well. So do you have any advice for parents who are hesitant to allow their kids to take risks? Yeah. So um, as cliche as it is, I would say fake it till you make it. It can be so hard to um, let your kids do things that you see as dangerous. But um, starting small and letting them do little things and just put the smile on. And so when your kid looks at you for like, am I okay to do this? And you're saying, then you can confidently say, give it a shot. Let's let's see what happens instead of um, the be carefuls mm-hmm. and, oh, I don't know. And putting your fear out there yeah. to just try to keep that internal 
Um, and at the same time, I mean, 100% of the responsibility still lies on the parents. There are things outside in nature that are just hard nose for us. You know, we don't mess around with cliffs because there is no yeah coming back. It isn't a slip that you can uh, recover from. And um, when we're in rattlesnake country, the kids know that we hike in a certain order and we freeze when we hear rattles and, you know, they become aware of these things and they're gaining the skills to know um, proper behavior in certain areas, but the responsibility is still on the parents. And so I'd say be aware of where you are, you know, um, check out an area so that you're confident that they're not going to run 40 yards ahead and fall down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, definitely. And so, yeah, being aware and, and then just smile and let them try those things and hide all the fear. I I really like that because (laughs) I know for myself, sometimes I will be seeing them do something and I know it's, it's okay. I mean, it's going to be okay, but it does look scary sometimes. And I, like I'm putting on like this very like fake smile almost sometimes like yeah yeah that's a good idea I'm gonna be right here (laughs) but (laughs) exactly I often will just turn it and I'll say oh my goodness that does look fun I'm gonna come too because that looks so fun (laughs) that's a great one to say yeah follow along (laughs) yeah especially as uh my son who is here for all of you listening is joined in um he has been biking a lot lately and really, really enjoying his balance bike and kind of testing the limits with the balance bike lately on mountain biking trails. And there have been a few times where he's like, I'm going to go over these big rocks. And I'm like, okay, yeah, go for it. I'm right behind you. (laughs) But it does take me a moment to like, I still in my mind sometimes, even though you know, it was my job to never like comment on these kinds of things for so long as a, um, as a challenge course facilitator in this same kind of situation. But I still will like catch myself before I say the be careful just because as a mom, you know, they're your babies and you see them about to take yeah. a pretty big, big potential fall. And it's like, all right, we're going to be all right. And this will be a good learning experience. <laughs> Yeah, it's different when it's the mama mm-hmm. hearts because our hearts want to protect everything. Yeah. And sometimes I have to just almost have an internal conversation with me, with myself, that I'm like, okay, what's the worst that can happen here? They're going to fall. If they fall, are they going to die? No. Are they going to break their arm? Maybe. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I have to almost like talk myself into like, is this one a risk that's worth taking? And when I have come to a yes then I have to silence all my other thoughts and say okay let's give it a shot Um, but there is definitely a dialogue that goes on in my head beforehand just so that I can quiet all the be carefuls Mm -hmm. and things that I want to say I'm glad I'm not the only one who's still even though I like letting them do this this kind of risky place still has that moment of okay silence that voice and let them do it Yeah, I think it's a constant thing because we're always going to be their parents. We're always going to want, you know, them to be safe. We don't want them to yeah. hurt and, you know, we don't want them to have hardships, even though 
we know sometimes that's the best way to learn. It can yeah. still a very difficult thing. Definitely. Yeah. So I've just got two final questions that I've been asking everyone. And the first is, what is your favorite piece of gear? So ours is actually our hiking shoes. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good one. I feel like we feel, you know, taking on so many different terrains, that is a huge factor for the success of the kid. We we hike in uh, keen hiking uh, shoes and they have good solid grips. And I feel like that's so important to set them up for success. Yeah. If they're out trying to climb boulders in slippery flip-flops, mm-hmm then they're going to fail. And then that's what they're going to know is I failed and they're not going to see the things they're capable of. So for us, good sturdy shoes that help them reach the, the goals that they have out there is is huge for us. That's awesome. And so does your whole family use Keens from the girls all the way up to you? We do. Yeah. That's good. Yes. I guess when you find something good, stick yeah, with it. <laughs> I agree. I've always liked Keens. For I love it. They're like water shoes for kids, of course. But I've also really enjoyed their hiking boots as well. Yeah, we have the hiking boots, the winter boots, the water sandals. Yes. I feel like it's just <laughs> we're always in some sort of pair. That's awesome. Okay, so my last question is: What does being an outdoorsy family mean to you? to me it means ingraining the outdoors into your life not going outdoors occasionally but that we truly involve the outdoors in so much of our parenting and um, so much of their childhood we we want nature to be a second home Um, my two-year-old has stated multiple times that uh her home is the mountains. Oh, that's so awesome. And, um, and that's what I think it is, is having it be a part of us and our lifestyle versus somewhere we visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, I think that having that be just kind of the environment that they're growing up in is going to give them so many benefits later in life too. Absolutely. I um I didn't grow up um well I I mean I grew up with all brothers so I grew up in much a similar fashion um my husband didn't and um just seeing different perspectives having three girls a lot of times it's like oh you know this thing is muddy and this thing is this and having outdoorsy girls I think is just breaking down all those barriers yeah. that, you know, being a girl or being a kid doesn't mean you don't do these things. And Girls can so. get muddy and dirty, too. Yes, they sure yeah. can. They and can they pick do. up bugs and they can <laughs> play with snakes, just like boys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So where can people follow along on your adventure if they want to see what you're up to? Uh, so we're on Instagram, and the handle is Be Bold Little Ones. Okay, and, I'm, and then we share our van life and all of our 
adventures there. Yeah, I love following your account. I really like seeing all oh, of your you. cool adventures and the fun reels you've been developing lately are really good too. So today oh, was, I that. was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those still intimidate I know, like social yeah. media and all the reels and all that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, that's but. a whole other <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but we're at least having fun doing what we do. So. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on, Rachel. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Same here. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed my conversation with Rachel today. I think risky play is such a powerful and important part of outdoor play with children. Our society has shifted in a way that the phrase, be careful, is the normal background to kids' outdoor playtime. I encourage you to rethink what you mean by the phrase, be careful, as your kids are exploring in the outdoors this week. Is there something else you can say instead to build confidence in your child? Examine your own relationship with Risky Play this week and see if you are willing to give space for your child's exploration. And also, if you are willing to do that, then be sure to send me a message or just let me know how it's going. I'd love to hear how your own Risky Play is going with your kids. I'm having so much fun sharing everyone's adventures through the hashtag OutdoorsyFamilies. Be sure to follow along at Outdoorsy.Families on Instagram. Also, share your family's next adventure for a chance to be featured on the Instagram page. Thank you for joining me on Outdoorsy Families today and have an adventurous week.